Hello and welcome to the Circuit Python Weekly for June third, twenty nineteen. I'm Scott. I go by Tandu Online, and I am the project lead for Circuit Python. I'm sponsored by Adafruit, so they pay me full time to work on it, along with paying a, a number of other folks in this meeting. So, uh, props to Adafruit for supporting us and open source. Uh, Visit Adafruit.com if you want to support Adafruit themselves and buy some hardware that runs CircuitPython. Um, this is our community meeting. It happens every week, Monday mornings at for me, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern time, so afternoon for folks on the East Coast of the U.S. Um, every week on Monday, unless there's tends to be a, if there's a U.S. holiday, we'll bump it to Tuesday or skip it altogether. Um, we'll post notices about that in the CircuitPython text channel. Uh, on our Discord. If you'd like to join our Discord, we'd love to have you. Uh, to do so, you go to uh, the URL adafru.it slash Discord. That will get you an invite link to the uh, Adafruit Discord server. Um, and then when time comes for this meeting to happen, you just go to um, the CircuitPython voice channel, and that's where it happens. Uh, this meeting happens in five parts. We'll start with a community news section that Phil will read off. Um, we'll follow that up with a state of CircuitPython and its libraries, which is kind of a statistical overview of the health of the project. Uh, after that, we do hug reports, which is a chance for everybody to say a quick thanks to other folks for the work that they've been doing. We do that in a round robin style. So I will start and then we'll go through the list of the folks in the voice channel. Um, if you're unable to make the meeting or, or do not want to speak, you can always drop your notes in the doc and I will read them off. Um, if you just want to listen in, uh, we call that lurking. Just let us know if you're lurking so that we skip over you as we do that. Uh, once Hug Reports is finished, we'll do another uh, red round robin of status updates. So it's done in the same style. And... Uh, Again, let us know if you're lurking or text only or not in the meeting and we'll read stuff off. Um, status updates is a chance for you to give a quick update on what you've been working on in the past week and what you plan on working in the in the coming week. Uh, and you'll see how that works. It's a great way of just getting on the same page with folks and um, making and getting potentially like tips and tricks for what you were trying to achieve. Um, after status updates, we have our final section, which is uh, in the weeds. In the weeds is a uh, open open discussion section. Um, if there are topics that come up in status updates, um, that's a chance to cover it. Um, and so, if you have topics for in the weeds, please uh, drop them in the Circuit Python text channel, and we'll collect them. Or you can put them in the notes doc directly. So. Um, that's the way it works. And, uh, this is recorded. This meeting is recorded. So be aware that, um, both the text, like the display window or the discord window of mine will be recorded, uh, along with the audio. So be aware of that. Um, it gets posted on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash Adafruit, along with a bunch of, um, different, oh, thought I might get a package just dropped it um and it goes on podcast services as well just as audio only so if you want to subscribe and listen at your leisure uh, that's where you can do it uh those locations will have links to the note stocks as well um and charles you are unmuted uh if you can mute that would be good um 
Thank you. All right. And uh, I will take a time code and we'll hand it off to Phil for community news. So go ahead, Phil. Okay. Hello, everybody. Hello. Uh, just a few things this week. If anyone has any experience or expertise with accessibility tools, screen readers, and all of that, um, please point it towards circuitpython.org. And if you see anything that we can improve, um, open up an issue and we will check it out. Um, we want to make sure that the site has um, good support for any of the screen readers or accessibility tools. You could also use some help on like what do people use in open source projects to make sure that the resources are accessible for as many people as possible. Um, I'm going to continue to to poke around. I found some articles and a few other things, but there's not like, hey, you have this big open source project. Here's your doc repo. Here's the things that you use with it. Here's how to make it more accessible. And here's how you have the community help with it. I think opening up issues will probably be the best thing. But if mm -hmm. anyone um, wants to help out with that, let us know. Uh, we're up to 59 boards. Hooray! And circuitpython.org slash downloads. And then um, we'll have a few more. Um, I think the SparkFun thing, uh, the latest one, will probably be one of the next ones. Mm -hmm. uh, they just released that last week. And then you'll see um, some more activity in circuitpython.org slash Blinka. We haven't opened that up as far as like putting a link to it to the whole community yet because we want to add some more boards. But that brings us to uh, please welcome Melissa, who's going to be working on a mm -hmm. bunch of things with Adafruit. So make her Melissa. Um, you've probably seen Melissa's code and all sorts of things in the world of CircuitPython, but you'll see more of it soon, including getting some Blinka running on some SBC small single-board computers. And then um, CircuitPython Day is still 8-8-2019 because it looked like cool-looking snakes. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have an art folder and assets and more. Um, that's the first start, and we'll probably have some countdown projects and a bit more. And then I'm going to try something new because um, I think I like multimedia. <laughs> I, like, I like being able to use all the tools. So when I have a uh, it's not out yet or a leak, I think I'll debut it here in the community chat, in, in the chat. So here's a very special one. Ooh. I'm going to put it here. This is, um, you, can, you can't ask any questions about it, but you can probably uh, guess what it is and also tell you it's um, <laughs> a Bluetooth circuit playground so this is one of our big goals um not only is circuit python fantastic because it works with usb imagine that ease of use coming to bluetooth as well mm -hmm. so all the things that you like about circuit playground and circuit python for bluetooth so um this is world premiere um it'll be in the newsletter and a lot of other things but um this is this is for all of us and that's the community news awesome thank you so much phil yep all right. Bye. Thank you, thank you. I'll take the time code. And so State of CircuitPython is the next section. I'll start with an overall uh, discussion of where we're at. Um, overall, we had 29 pull requests merged uh, from eight different authors. Uh, special thanks to uh, new folks and returning folks. So Mr. McWethy, Mr. Wise Lab, uh, and the rest of us are old hats at this point. Um, and we had nine reviewers, which I think is the first time we've had more reviewers than authors. Uh, so that's really awesome. Um, thank you to D. Harada uh, in particular for being a new reviewer there. Um, Issues-wise, we had 15 closed issues by 10 people and 10 opened by nine people. So we're net down, which is always a good thing. And then 
overall, uh, we're, we've had uh, 4.0 out uh, the last couple of weeks, so that's been really good. I, nothing major came up. Um, we had a few, uh, a couple minor things. So we had a 401, but nothing major, which is great. Uh, both Dan and I are full bore on 4.1, um, which should we'll, we'll talk about uh, more later. But in general, uh, things are good. Uh, if you're still on 2x or 3x, we highly recommend you up, update to the latest 4x. Uh, if you have issues, please let us know as always. And that's overall. Uh, let's go over the core. So uh, in the core, we had 18 pull requests merged. Uh, from two different authors, Dan and myself, and three reviewers, uh, Dan, myself, and Katni. Uh, we have eight open pull requests. Uh, there's a list in the notes if people are curious. We had no closed issues, but four open, so uh, it seems like the library folks are, are doing the best job there. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll work on it. Work on it. Uh, we have a total of 174 open issues, uh, and there's a link to that here as well. Um, we have five active milestones. We uh, This has changed a little bit now that 4.0's stable's been out. Um, we have uh, five issues not assigned to milestone, which is not a great thing. Um, but then we have uh, a 4.x features milestone, which is uh, things that could lead to like a 4.1 or a 4.2 uh, or 4.3 or 4.4 or 4.5. We, we might do a lot of those. Uh, for all 38 of these open issues. And then we also have a 4XX bug fixes um, milestone, which is uh, just bugs that we found uh, that we should fix. And that will cause like a 402, 403 uh, release, for example. So we have two of those open. And then uh, lastly, we have uh, 5X, which is uh, really major features that may change APIs. Uh, that's what major version numbers are for. And we have two open issues there right now. I think they're mostly audio related. Um, so that's kind of like our milestone sorting and our, our kind of like how we track what and keep track of what version numbers to create. Um, we have downloads tasks by board um, and it includes 401 and uh, 40RC3 details in the notes. Um, in general, I will say that uh, we have not 1,901 downloads on 401. So that's really good. Uh, it goes uh, along with the trend of like stable gets a lot more downloads than unstable. Uh, it looks like I think that number for the RC three has grown still. So I, I don't I don't know why people would be using that, but it is still listed on the website. Um, and then we also have download stats by language, which I'm not sure that this uh, this uh, stat is actually working correctly um because it only shows english downloads uh whereas we should be seeing other languages and we have a language called sprite uh which is incorrect so i think there's something there that we need to fix um but we can take a look at that later all right uh let's talk libraries go ahead katney thanks scott mm -hmm. so uh this week in library world we had 11 pull requests merged from seven authors, uh, including Mr. McCleffy and Mr. Wise Lab. Um, and we had eight reviewers. So we uh, also had uh, more reviewers than we did authors. And again, I would like to thank Dee Harada, um, who was very recently uh, joined up with us uh, starting at PyCon um, and was added to the CircuitPython librarians um, role on GitHub and has been making the most of that uh, it's been super fantastic, so thank you very much for that. We have 33 open pull requests. Um, a lot of these are long-term, 
but there are plenty that are not. If you are interested in getting started with CircuitPython and you don't know where to start, check out these pull requests. It's really easy to do a review. Um, we do have a guide if it's something that's new to you. Um, but you can go through that and take a look and see if anything pops out at you. And it's something as simple even as checking um, spelling, uh, because sometimes we miss things in doc strings. Um, so feel free to take a look at any of those. Uh, let us know. You can do everything from just take a look at it up to uh, actually downloading it and testing it. Um, and like I said, there is a guide on how to give reviews um, and how to work with uh, GitHub in the way that we do uh, with CircuitPython. And um, we would definitely be willing to help you out with that. We would love for more people to be involved. And important to that is us taking the time to help you get started. So take a look at any of those um, and see if uh, see if it's something that interests you and, to, and um, let us know if you run into any problems. We had 15 issues closed by 10 people and six open by six people, which puts us net down. Uh, and we are at 108 open issues. Um, if you take a look at the URL circuitpython.org slash libraries slash contributing, it has a very detailed list of all of the open issues, all of the open pull requests, and also um, all of our library infrastructure issues, uh, some of which are simple to fix, some of which are not. Um, but we try to keep a standard in the libraries because it makes it a lot easier to maintain. And um, the library infrastructure issue list is part of us moving from being a little bit scattered from the fact that we've grown so quickly to having a much more cohesive um, set of libraries. So take a look at those. And also, um, if you're interested in getting started, that's another way to get started is some of those infrastructure issues are fairly simple and would be a good way for you to get into using Git and GitHub. Um, and once again, we are happy to help you learn all about that. And that is where we're at with the libraries. Awesome. Thank you, Katni. I am very distracted by this tree. Sorry, it's not every day I see a tree fall over. All right, I'm, hold on. I'm going to take a video and then I'll post it. Go, go, tree, go. Don't forget to say timber. I, I think that's their job, right? They're like hitting a wedge into the backside of the tree. They've already cut the other side. If you're going to watch, you have to be like a sports announcer. I know. I, I, I can't leave dead air. I'm like a little far from the mic, too. So they've got a chain. They've cut like a slice of the side that they wanted to fall, and now they're just doing like a straight cut into the tree on the other side, and they've given it a wedge. So he's cutting the chainsaw on the opposite side of the tree, and I assume he's gonna like hit the wedge in. They've got a rope kind of winched, winched from the top of the tree down to the other side of the lot. Oh yeah, so he's hitting it now. Putting another wedge and hitting it in as well. And they're like ratcheting the rope. But the tree's not going. They, they're doing it right next to a fence too, so if they get it wrong, it may land on the fence. 
the chipmunks are pushing back. Oh, I think it's starting to go. Here it goes. And it's down. It did not hit the fence. It may have like hit the deck of the house, but the house is going to be put down anyway. All right, hold on. Let me, I'll share it. <laughs> Since y'all had to wait to listen to me do that. Okay. This is the, yeah, the tree fall edition. Um, hopefully it's not too large. Uh, that's like a minute and a half long. Okay, it's compressing the video. Okay, that should post if you want to see a tree fall down. Okay, um, this is why time codes are important. If you want to skip the trees, uh, I'll put a time code here for hug reports. Um, so uh, hug reports is a chance for us to say uh, a quick thanks to folks for the work that they've been doing. Um, so take a couple of minutes and, and let people know. Uh, we're done. It's done as a round robin, so I'll start and then we'll go through the list. Um, again, if you missed the meeting, you're welcome to put notes in the doc. Um, if you don't uh, want to speak, you can. I'll read them off for you. And uh, otherwise, if you're looking and you don't want to participate, just let us know. We'll skip over you. So let me start. Um, 1744. I think um, video is compressed. Choose. Um, so first, uh, thank you to Barbador for helping folks on Discord. Uh, we have the like uh, help with CircuitPython, and Barbador has been a huge help. Um, I these are from like middle of last week when I was getting caught up. I haven't really done this weekend. Um, thank you to Orange Drink. Uh, made an example of a game with CircuitPython. I'm planning on using that this week as I do my work. So thanks to Orange Drink there. Um, and uh, thanks to at Joseph for the Atom plugin, including a plotter that looks really cool. Uh, happy to see that. And uh, lastly, thank you again to Summersoft for just being amazing uh, with uh, our tooling. I really, really appreciate um, all the love and care that you give our tooling. So thank you for that. And let's loop around. Um, Barbador is missing the meeting, so I will read that off after I take a time code. Barbador says um, thank you to Tanute, Dan H, and Summersoft for continuous help and advice. And let's go to Brent. Hello. Um, my help reports for this week are for Barbador as well for assistance within the other help with channel, uh, help with Adafruit.io and super useful reporting bugs to me as he goes. And for Maker Melissa for her assistance with me on uh, Blinko and Coral, I figured it out this morning after digging and trying to figure out why are there two dependencies and skulls? What's going on? <laughs> and eventually it was narrowed down further and it was resolved and it works great. So thank you. Awesome. Great. All right, let's go to Carter. Am I not so chipmunky now? You sound correct. You sound like the Ooh. Carter I've met in person. <laughs> this magic sequence of uh, mic restarts and Discord restarts. <laughs> um, 
yeah, uh, hug report to Brent uh, for checking out the character LCD pull request, actually checking out hardware and testing it and then merging it and getting that taken care of. And another big one to Lady Ada for getting a uh, conversation moving forward on the ADS-1X15, like the ADCs. It's like people have been wanting to get fast, continuous going, and it's been kind of a one-sided conversation I've been having with myself for a while about technical trade-offs and she's finally kind of jumped back in to kind of move that forward. And I think we're close to getting something merged and nice available. Nice. So that'll be nice. Awesome. Well, thanks for that. Sweet. That's it. Thank you, Carter. Let's go to Charles. Uh, just a group hug this, uh, this month, uh, this week, because I've been busy with, uh, de uh, dealing with getting ready to go down South for, um, um, weather. So, mm. Uh, maybe a few weeks, a uh, week or two before I can get back to where I uh, back to what I was doing. No worries. Thanks for keeping yes. track of the weather for us. <laughs> oh, we had uh, we had a dud, a complete dud. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. All right, let's go to Dakota. Uh, this is kind of a, a catch-up laundry basket group hug for uh, both Adafruit and specifically the Circuit Python uh, community. I've kind of been out of the loop for a while. Uh, I work with uh, Minecraft and the education community, and it's been a black hole for resources. But mm. uh, just a group hug for the community for being who you are and how you are. Uh, I've been pointing fingers at you as an example of who, who to be and how to be. Mm -hmm. uh, just you guys, you do it right. And when I need an example of how to set up a community and do it right, I just point here. So thank you for being who you are and how you are. Great. Thank you so much, Dakota. All right, let's go to Dan. Hi. So um, I just want to, uh, some miscellaneous things. Our Dean and GitHub pointed out, um, said, how come my BLE peripheral names are getting truncated and it was like i was like oh i forgot to implement um scan responses yet so i did that mm. so thanks for bumping me about that thanks to lady ada ada for as i said churning one airlift thing out after another um in addition to many other things but it's nice to see an airlift feather wing for instance that'll that's really great um jp core in uh, github had some uh, doc fixes and also pointed out some other issues. Mm -hmm. And thanks to you, Scott, for continuing to work on Display.io and the speed up stuff, which work out really nicely. Nice. And I yeah. should say, I think JP Core is also Jason P on Discord. I think it's the same person. Uh, all right, let's go to Jerry. Yeah, I just had a group hug this week. Awesome. All right, Katney. Hello. <clears throat> so um, I have a hug for Summersoft for all the continued work on Adabot and the circuitpython.org slash libraries and slash libraries slash contributing pages. Um, we're still working on getting that automated and uh, he has stuck through all of my requests and changes and um, all the issues we've run into um, trying to get that going and has been updating it manually for me um, so that we have the most updated information there. So I really appreciate that. Um, I want to give a hug report to Mr. Certainly for a well-handled moderation issue on Discord. Um, kind of turned into a bit of a thing and it was handled beautifully. Um, there was some team effort in that, uh, but Mr. Certainly handled 
the handled it directly and did an amazing job. Mm -hmm. um, and finally, a hug report to Roy for helping me debug the MCP 9600 I2C code. Um, I wrongfully immediately assumed that it was the library I wrote. Um, and Roy helped me strip all of that out and get it down to the raw I squared C code and the failure is still there. So it's actually an issue with um, something more low level, uh, mm -hmm. which I would have not figured out. So thank you for that. Awesome. All right, Maker Melissa. Hi, can you hear me? Yep, you sound good. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, a hug report to PT and Lady Adif for welcoming me to uh, joining Adafruit full time. Uh, hug for to Mike Barella for helping me with some finishing touches on my guide and helping me uh, get my first blog post up. And a hug report to you for Tanu for helping me with the Circuit Python motor pull request. And um, another one for speeding up the fonts, which helped enormously at the PyBadge guide I, oh, I yeah. finished. Yeah, yeah. Good. I'm glad. Thanks. All right. Thank you, Melissa. Let's go to Roy. So a big group hug to everybody in the CircuitPython community for being awesome and for getting 4.0 out the door. Um, I missed the last couple of these, so I wasn't able to do that. And um, also another belated hug goes to uh, Dan, Scott, and Katni for helping me come up with a plan to get PixelBuff compatible NeoPixel and DotStar libraries out to the world, along with the Pure Python PixelBuff uh, library for older ports. Awesome. Sweet. All right, thanks, Roy. And last but not least, Summersoft. Hey, hey. Um, so just a, a hug to uh, Barbador uh, for the PR to the BME280 library um, so that it can be used on the smaller boards. Um, and then just a group hug beyond that. Sweet. Thank you so much, Summersoft. All right. And that has hug reports. Um, a quick uh, lumberjack update. Um, they're cutting up the tree they fell over, but I think there's actually tree trimming happening on my side of the street at the same time, which is kind of wild. Um, I will have to see that later. Um, <laughs> let's just like lean into the lumberjack edition, shall we? Okay, uh, and let's do status updates. So, um, status updates is a chance for folks to talk a little bit about what you've been working on and what you plan on working on in the coming week. It's a good way to keep track of kind of what all is going on within the community. It can be anything from like a project you're working on that uses CircuitPython to the guide you're writing to uh, the home repair or trees that are falling over <laughs> sorts of status updates. Uh, or if the if you're working on the core like Dan and I, uh, updates on that as well. So uh, I will take a time code and get us going. Um, so I'm back from vacation. I was gone for a week, so I got back on Thursday. Uh, on Thursday and Friday, I got all cut up with the forums, Discord, and my email. Um, but then this week, this weekend, uh, I haven't gotten caught up from that yet. So um, give me tomorrow, t probably through tomorrow to get caught up on that. Um, last week, I also, I, I had just about finished a PR right before I left, uh, but I had an off by one error somewhere. I found the off by one error last week and Dan merged the PR in. So you should see that um, everything or 
Display.io scenes that have a lot of different objects in them should be a bit faster. They're not going to be super fast uh, when they update, but uh, the quotes demo, for example, definitely updates quicker than it did before. Um, still not lightning speed, but uh, an improvement nonetheless. Uh, so that's checked in. Uh, that will go out with 4.1. Um, uh, today, uh, I don't think I'm actually going to have a chance to get up, uh, caught up from over the weekend. I'm excited on doing the d dirty rectangle tracking, which will speed, which should speed up display a, a lot. Um, I might actually take a crack at that later. Um, I've got uh, meeting notes and um, newsletter stuff to do, and then I have I actually have a weird week this week because I have a choir concert on Friday, um, so I've got a choir rehearsal this afternoon. So uh, I think uh, in terms of catch up on email and stuff, I'm actually going to do that on. Uh, tomorrow. So um, with that, uh, yeah, main thing for me is the dirty rectangle tracking and getting that checked in. Making displays faster is my main goal. And let's uh, circle back to Brent. Hello. Um, this past week, I've been working on a library, like super high level for handling RGB, uh, not NeoPixels, but LEDs in CircuitPython. Mm. And I've been testing it with the PCA, uh, PWM expander, general microcontrollers, and then just like the Google Coral and the ones with hardware defined um, PWM out on Blinka. Mm -hmm. So it works with everything. Cool. It's a nicer wrapper. Um, I was mainly doing it because I want to do the Metro X uh, circuit Python kit soon. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely something that would be useful. I like these like really high level wrappers. Does it and... does it work just like a NeoPixel chain of one pixel? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. I, uh, I modeled it off of the NeoPixel library, so I try to keep it somewhat consistent with the call so you don't really have to like learn new right. method calls. Right. And um, it also works with inverted PWM, so like Ugh. LED strips and common anode stuff works too. And then I've um, been continuing my work with um, like kind of a long-term project with the uh, ATEC. 608a crypto chip i got the crc working correctly last week and i got distracted with rgb leds but <laughs> i'll be back on that this week nice awesome sounds really good all right let's go to carter yeah uh various miscellaneous things that i did a poor job keeping track of i can't really remember <laughs> uh nothing too huge and then hopefully uh in terms of what i want to do is get, get that whole ads thing wrapped up so we finally have that taken care of okay yeah the analog stuff for sure yeah the adc converter cool sounds great okay let's go to charles well, now now comes the fun. Uh, I'm sort of being distracted from Circuit Python because uh, the uh, I'm we're working on checking out the instruments down down south, and got to be fun uh, the, this uh, summer. So you may I may disappear for a while. So you know because uh, because. We think we're going to have ourselves a nice, fairly busy season in the in the hurricane department. Right. So, if 
Uh, I don't know how much Circuit Python I will get done, but I will try. Okay. And you can always show and tell stuff about the hurricane stuff you do if you're able to as well. That would be pretty yeah. neat. Because I think, yeah, I think I, I'm going to I'm gonna talk to the instrument guys up and see if we can get some uh, stuff going with the uh, it's, uh, some of the Adafruit uh Adafruit sensors, because if they're ac- if they if they consider them accurate enough, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be super neat to see an inside look at the hurricane tracking. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Have awesome. a good have a good one. You too, Charles. Thank right. you, Dakota. I'm gonna continue with the distraction theme. Um, <laughs> with. With my memory, it's it's difficult to keep track of what I did or what I worked on, but I, I know I've been distracted. Um, but as I was watching the, the, I can't remember which week it was, but the video that had the trash fish in it, mm-hmm. I was thinking, I have to make one of those. <laughs> Although I'm not sure I like the name trash fish. I like maybe air fish better. It has less negative connotations. But anyway, I was collecting parts and looking at this stuff and how to do it and that. And I came across so many projects that I've started and, <laughs> and left buried under the detritus that is my life. So um, my goal for next week is to just do one circuit Python project, just just one, <laughs> so that I have something to report on next week. So, yeah, no worries. Uh, and like I say, I've, I've been away for a while, and uh, and Minecraft just consumes all available resources. So yeah. I just need to carve out a spot and say this has got to be some circuit Python time. Cool. So I can contribute something. So or or or, contri- or make something that does both. Make a circuit Python powered Minecraft controller Defin- or something. Definitely got some possibilities as well. But uh, Perfect. I need to focus on the circuit Python to learn enough of it. So that yeah. <laughs> there's that too. So. Right. So thanks. Yeah. Welcome back. All right. Let's go to Dan. Okay. So it's all uh, BLE all the time right now. Um, I rewrote some code that uh, assembles advertising packets, is, which is when a BLE peripheral says, here I am, here I am, like your headphones or something. Mm-hmm. And that used to be done in C, and it's usually in a relatively painful. And now I'm doing it in Py- Python. Its code is much smaller and more flexible. So I can remove that code from, from uh, the C code. So what's happening is BLEIO is becoming uh, a much lo- a lower level library that people need to use even less often than they did before. Um, as I mentioned, I implemented scan responses uh, so that um, on the second go around, you can find out the full name of something. Right. Uh, there's a something for beacons, which I called broadcaster, which I, I, I can remove that code and just use the regular peripheral code because it was redundant. The code was kind of redundant. Okay. Um, there are a bunch of reasons to add a bunch, some more parameters to the BLE library and BLE IO so that the user can control more things like timeouts and intervals mm-hmm. and broadcasting intervals and things like that. So I've added more parameters. And I discovered a bunch of bugs in the BLE library, which nobody had encountered before when I was testing some of this stuff. So I'm fixing those. And I'll just continue on on BLE that uh, this week. And I have some stuff to discuss about scheduling this in the weeds section. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I was just about to start that conversation, but I know you've slated it for later. So we'll do that. Um, okay. Uh, next up is 
Doc Malo, who wasn't able to make the meeting, but put an update that said, uh, no update since last week. Accidentally broke my test environment at home over the weekend. Yay, Fedora upgrade, and haven't had a chance to reinstall. And that's Doc Malo's update. Let's go to Jerry. Yeah, so I spent a lot of time last week just catching up with the updating boards to the latest master and checking things out, and nothing nothing broke. Um, Yay. And, uh, you know, just uh, converting a lot of old projects, you know, trying to get them updated, um, moving a lot of things to airlifts now, um, and uh, just, just trying to get some runtime on those to look for issues. And uh, so, that, and more of that this week, just uh, upgrading and testing and catching up on old projects, as has been mentioned before, d- dusting off old things and trying to get some of them actually done. Sweet. Awesome. Happy to have you back, Jerry. And I'm glad you haven't found any issues yet. Yeah. All right. Let's go to Katni. Hello. Hello. So last week, I started a guide for the MCP 9600. Realized I wrote the CircuitPython library for it uh, way before I had the hardware. Tested the library. It did not work. Um, After a lot of debugging and a lot of help, turns out it's not the library. Um, Well, not yet. Um, It's an issue with I2C and CircuitPython directly. Um, The data sheet indicates that it may be a clock stretching issue. So uh, that is kind of where I ended with that last week. Um, We initiated the manual updates of circuitpython.org slash libraries and slash contributing. Um, Thanks again to Summersoft for that. Um, and we started working on the final steps to automate the updates. Um, we're still tweaking that a little to get that going properly. And then uh, I reviewed some CircuitPython.org PRs for Mike and uh, Phil. Um, this week, uh, mostly out um, today and tomorrow. Um, I can do any kind of library stuff today if needed, but please uh, ping me directly and let me know if there's something you need. Um, I will do my best to get to it. Otherwise, uh, expect that things will be gotten to by Wednesday, or on Wednesday, rather. Um, first thing I need to do today is test the character LCD shield with CircuitPython 4.0, which I then did. Um, it works fine on the M4. It fails on the M0. So we need to look into why that's happening. This was something that was reported on the forums, and... Um, Unfortunately, I have managed to repro it, so there is an issue there. Um, I seriously need to do the blog posts that I have on my list. There are two, and um, I keep saying I'm going to get to them, and then I don't. So those are on my list of things to do. The next step for the MCP9600 is to hook up the Salier to both uh, CircuitPython and a board running Arduino as well, and find out what is actually happening when the I squared C failure occurs on circuit Python because the board works with the Arduino library. And as far as I can tell, all the information is the same, um, register numbers, that sort of thing. Um, so we need to figure out like where the issue is. And, um, that's where I'm hoping to find out, um, whether it's the suspected, uh, clock stretching issue or that it needs a delay. Um, or I squared C needs to slow down or something to that effect. Um, so that's the next step. That is time boxed to uh, today. So if I don't have it figured out by then, I will be handing it over to Lamore um, to see what she can figure out. Um, so 
then the next step will be getting the MCP 9600 circuit Python library going once we figure out what's going on in the background. Um, I need to finish this week um, the MCP 9600 guide, which relies on the library, which we can probably publish it without that um, to at least get the information out there. However, um, obviously we want to have CircuitPython info in it. And so that's kind of blocked on us figuring out this other issue. Um, we need to get through emails and PRs and that sort of thing. Um, if I have missed anyone's pull requests, um, please feel free to ping me again. Um, I don't mind and would rather make sure that I get to something. Again, uh, it may be Wednesday before I get to it this week. However, um, if you ping me and you don't hear from me within 24 to 48 hours, um, feel free to ping me again or ping me on Discord or anything to that effect. Um, we don't want this stuff to sit and um, obviously things can get missed. So uh, we, I need you know your help with making mm -hmm. sure that I get to your stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing that has been added to my list is uh, I'm picking up the CircuitPython forums on the Adafruit forums. Um, and that's going to be Tuesdays and Thursdays where I will be going through that. We, uh, Brian is the other one who's taking uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. So basically we are taking over that forum to make sure that things get answered, nothing gets missed um, because there are a lot of other forums <laughs> and the people who mm -hmm. are handling those have been handling all of them. So we're stepping in to try and alleviate that. Um, and answering questions on the forum is another great way to contribute to CircuitPython. Mm -hmm. um, so even if you're not an admin um, and you're not... Uh, you know, you're, you're new to it, take a look because someone may be posting an issue that you may have just had answered. That's how I started. Um, I started knowing nothing and very quickly got to a point where I realized that even the super beginner questions that I asked were questions that other people were now asking and I had the answers. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, feel free to join in there as well as um, issues and PRs on GitHub. And that is my status update. Awesome. Thank you so much, Katni. All right. Let's go to Melissa. Hi. Um, okay. Let's see here. Last week, I finished up my PyBadge Pi Unicode guide and got that um, posted. And then I wrote up my first blog post. I got a bunch of work done on the Orange Pi R1, uh, getting that documented. Um, I did a few Arduino display driver updates. Uh, I fixed uh, the and all the outstanding CircuitPython display button issues and I updated some readme files for the ST7735 display IO drivers. Mm. Uh, this week I am going to finish up um, the Orange Pi R1 guide updates. I'm going to test the Orange Pi R1 more thoroughly with I2C, SPY, and PWM. Um, I'm going to work on Arduino display issues. Uh, I'm going to work on my guide for the dis uh, display I using breakouts and shields. Uh, I need to test I2S uh, microphone on the latest Raspbian. Hmm. And um, I need to close some more, I'm going to close some more Arduino and CircuitPython issues on top of that. Yay. Closing issues <laughs> is always helpful. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Melissa. Let's go to yeah. Roy.
Roy, are you around? I am. Just had to find the right window to unmute. All right. No, no worries. So, um, so last week, um, I had the meeting with uh, your, you and Dan and Katni to figure out how to get Pixel Buff live with minimal impact to users. Mm -hmm. And also, we talked about strategies to reduce the code side further. Um, I have notes somewhere on a piece of paper, which is not with me, but um, that work will be started, not won't be starting this week anyway. Um, and then uh, also started preparing the uh, Adafruit CircuitPython NeoPixel and Adafruit CircuitPython .star libraries for PRs, but those are currently blocked on needing to get the CircuitPython PyPixelBuff into um, in order and into the Adafruit GitHub account. Mm -hmm. So I'll be working with Katni on that this week. Okay. And uh, once that's in place, I'll be able to actually get a PR in place for those two libraries so that we can um, see if it builds and Travis is happy. I'm sure it won't be. It never is. And mm -hmm. um, once Travis is happy, can start double checking the docs and can also start preparing uh, like a test build of library bundles and seeing what breaks and what doesn't on smaller boards and uh, so forth. So that's the plan. Awesome. So excited to see that work continue. Thanks, Roy. Welcome. All right. Summersoft, last but not least. All right. Um, so for uh, last week, um, fixed an issue in CircuitPython build tools with uh, bundling nested subfolders um, for an added bot. Um, I fixed a... Uh, so... The tweaks that Katney alluded to earlier were mostly because I apparently those couple of days that I wrote the things for circuitpython.org, I forgot how to spell. Um, because Traves is not a thing, but Travis is. <laughs> um, just to spell that out, it's I had it as T-R-A-I-V-S instead of V-I-S. Uh, at any rate, um, <laughs> so fix that. Um, I added a, a PR to change. Um, a function call in in Blinka for a PWM out um, from close to D in it. Mm -hmm. um, and then other than that, I've continued to work on this um, on this Rosie Pie project. Um, I refactored it to use the board inter interaction script that's already in the core uh, the core repo, um, and to use test scripts that are will be located in the in the core. Uh, for the future, just to keep those things kind of as centralized as possible. Um, uh, restarted uh, controlling framework based on on that refactor, and then I now have it um, building firmware dynamically based off of a PR commit. Hmm. Um, all in the with the vision that this wall would get kicked off with the GitHub apps. Hmm. Um, so the only information I really had to go off of is you know, the commit hash or um, possibly a, a release tag at any rate. Um, mm -hmm. So that was it for this past week. Uh, for this next week, um, continue to work on circuitpython.org uh, updates. Maybe we'll get it done this week. Mm -hmm. Who knows? I'll catch another spelling mistakes, I'm sure. <laughs> um, I'm going to add um, a new and updated libraries listing to the daily Adabot run. Okay. And then just added during the meeting, I'm going to research the oddities and the stats for downloads by language. And then Sweet. Rosie Pie. I'll just keep working on that. So, Awesome. Thank you so I much. Yep. 
Really, really, all that tooling is extremely helpful, so really appreciate it. All right, so this is now In the Weeds. Um, in the Weeds is a chance for us to just have any sort of discussion about stuff uh, that we want. Um, we have it listed in the notes doc, so uh, I'll take time codes on the, the In the Weeds section today. Um, yeah, Roy says, should we rename it In the Trees? Uh, yeah, we totally could, especially since the trees are like strewn across my neighbor, neighbor's yard right now. I think the tree folks uh, went to uh, go get lunch, so they just left all the trees just sitting there. So it's all good. Um, so let's let Dan start in the trees section. Okay, so I just um, I had a brief discussion with Scott about this, but uh, I ask other people also. So we have um, we're proceeding on other things past 4.0. Mm -hmm. um, Scott is doing display IO changes and there are some um, API changes there and I'm doing BLE and there are some changes there. So what's true right now for BLE is that a few things work on 4.0 but there are actually bugs that prevent other things from working properly. So it's sort of semi-broken in 4.0. Okay. So I need to make changes both in the CircuitPython library, the CircuitPython BLE library, and also in core CircuitPython. Mm -hmm. So the question is sort of, um, should I try to do anything in the library to um, support people who are still running 4.0, or should I just make it break? Uh, Scott suggested maybe I could just put a version check in it, which just throw an exception like this doesn't work in 4.0. Please use the 4.1 beta. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, there, we don't have that many people who are using BLE right now. A few people have tried it, but I, if there were more people, I'd be I. These bugs would have been found much earlier. Right. So, uh, or I could just say, ah, I'll just make the changes in the library and synchronize the release of the library with the first 4.1 beta, which could be quite soon. Well, the first thing I would say is that if you're breaking BLE code that would work in 4.0, we should not call it 4.1. We should call it 5.0. Um, um, there will there'll be, I mean, there'll be, it, it'll be evolving. I can see what, I see what you're saying. Right. Um, but I, I'm never, this code is never going to work in four X anything, right? Because there were just too many problems there. Yeah. So we have in three, we did make API changes occasionally. But um, like breaking ones or expansions of it? Yeah. Breaking ones. Yeah. Not, not significant breaking ones. Why? Well, I... But this is more like, oh, you need an extra argument uh stuff like that so um i mean five is free right like i mean yeah. we'll just we'll just invalidate the four posters but i don't know how many we have left <laughs> um yeah I, I think, well, I... to standpoint out there's so few users i think of it i'm not sure it's going to cause a real problem um like scott do you think you're going to make breaking changes to display IO APIs in the near future, or is all this invisible, all the stuff that you're doing? 
up through the dirty rectangle stuff will probably be invisible, but it's possible I may tweak stuff for tracking, like like synchronizing with frame updates. Um, mm-hmm. But really, like, let's just call it five. Like, it's fine. <laughs> Um, if we want to break stuff, we just have to increment the, a different number. And, and I, mm-hmm. I want, like, I like the branding of major numbers, but that doesn't mean that we can't just skip between them, right? Like we can, the next time we do a feature port and it's a big deal and it's a long cycle, we can be very excited about CircuitPython 8, right? Like it's fine if CircuitPython 5 is a little bit more just like matter of fact, like there's nothing wrong with that. Right. It's more like chrome 67 or something so, right yeah. right and like my my concern with kind of how i want to change our release pace from like two three four into the future is just like i want us to be stable more often than we have for those other major releases so if we just if you do instead of doing four one beta but like everything like we have a list of things that break like we can just call it five oh beta have a list of things that break and like just make sure that it gets stabilized pretty quick. Um, mm-hmm. And we should think about any other API changes we want to lump with it. But then again, if it turns out there are, we can always do a six, right? Like, right. And I'm free to 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 churn the API as much as I want when it's in five. Yes. Until until it turns into non-beta. So right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it really like then you don't have to worry, like, am I changing it too much again? Right. Like, Should we be starting with 5.0 alpha then? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it's, it is. Because you're going to be adding features. Well, usually we t- beta is feature complete. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. I don't care. But it, yeah. All right. I, I mean, in this case, I think it is. Um, there's not a long list of features. It's kind of like, which means it would be a short alpha, features. but yeah, yeah. I'd like to. I'd like to not. Alpha is often there are stubs, but there, but right. things are broken. Yeah, and like we've, we've had incredibly stable alphas before. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think you know we used to call alpha like when we were adding a new port and it didn't have a lot of support, right? Like it didn't support the core existing APIs. Um, yeah, I, I I don't really have a, an opinion okay, either so way. The, well, the other thing that I was thinking about also that is that BLEIO, and maybe it should be underscore BLEIO, mm-hmm. I don't know, which is that a lot of its APIs, which is what I, I'm changing, mm-hmm. are not meant to be used bare. Right. So, so that you, I'd say like, I don't really want you, I want to be able to change the implementation under, which is why I was say sticking with four because the BLE interface is not, the library interface is not changing. Right. Or I think I can major, major version of the library and I don't care. Well, I think that's, that is interesting from the perspective. And we hit this, we were talking with Roy about this as well of like, you know, if we expect people to really not use it themselves like we could do circuit python 5 make bleios underscore bleio and then be like it's a private api you have to use this python library on top 
right? And and then we can basically say that it like the semver properties of of the circuit by the version numbers do not apply because it's a private API, right? Um, right. So that I mean that's another way to give you flexibility is like if with five o we make it private then we don't have to bump to six if you change right. anything. And if I'm doing that, I do have to make some wrappers for some things. Like right now, it's kind of a mix of, you can use the UUID class, but you're not, you shouldn't really use anything else. And I find that kind of, that's like, oh, use part of this BLEIO, but not the other part right? right? or something like that. So I, I could see that I really should make a cleaner, um, I should make the wall more uniform instead of having it holes right. in right. basically. I mean, that doesn't mean that your like, BLEIO Python library can't just import UUID and re-export it as its own name. But that yes. gets you the indirection that if you need to insert something in between, you can. Right. That's what I was thinking of doing exactly that, actually. Yeah. Cool. Well, All I, right. so I think I'll, that sounds think like a plan. And um, at, some point, at some point when we do release a beta in a week or two, of something then we'll have to decide we'll have to decide for, for real yeah i i mean i don't really care what the numbering is my my concern is that i'd really like us to do like a a stable non-bug bug fix release in the next month right like or two yeah. month and a half like much quicker stable pace than we've than we've had have been at right right um the number doesn't actually matter to me right okay uh, cool any other comments on that uh that's really that's that's really it yeah that's a, that's a combination of all three of all of my bullet points awesome well okay. i'm i'm super excited to see that Beely stuff make progress for sure yeah and uh let's not let's not let arbitrary numbers <laughs> stand in your way to doing <laughs> right. what you want right right, right. just okay. ask me i'll tell you what to do <laughs> okay all right perfect <laughs> all right uh let's go to dakota Um, I just wanted to kind of float this question out before mm -hmm. I actually ask for it. <laughs> right. Um, is there a lot involved to getting a CircuitPython editor up and running on an iPad Pro? Does that require a lot of work and effort? Or is it a big deal or is it something minor? Uh, I, I don't think it's something minor because the editor side of it can be tricky. Like simply just how you're editing stuff. I don't know what the option, the existing options are, um, in terms of like the iPad interfacing with the, the devices directly. I'm not sure if the USB works, um, but one thing that that is kind of like next on Dan's list is a a story for how you get files onto a CircuitPython device over BLE, which is something we definitely should be able to do uh, from an iPad. So uh, I would say like at least that minimum of like getting files over, we'll figure out at some point yeah, i think i think the ble direction may be the the best one because at least in my experience with an ipad pro uh you know using one of the usb adapters they there's a lot of restrictions on what it can and can't do it won't if you can't just plug in a usb device and have it show up as a drive mm. in general right. some special apps will allow special functions to work on them at least that's my experience mm. just plugging in a usb drive into it doesn't work mm -hmm. right it only supports uh, like uh, getting JPEGs off a camera card and things like that. They really locked it down in terms mm -hmm. of can't connect an arbitrary USB stick to an iPad. And I would assume the same is true for an iPad Pro. Mm -hmm. 
does anybody have any experience with it? You said you were using an iPad Pro, Jerry. It's like, I don't think it's different. Yeah. I think it's just yeah. the same. Right. Yeah. Right. So, it, I mean, like that's exactly why. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly why we want to do the BLE workflow is so yeah. that we can unlock tablets and phones as ways of modifying Python. Because Apple hasn't locked that down yet. Well, they they were talking about some privacy stuff in the keynote, like that was or is still going on still. So it, it's so entirely possible that today was the day that they locked it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll have to take a look at that. I'm I'm definitely gonna catch up on what they've what they've done. But, uh, thanks, Jerry. Um, and then I think we'll just uh, as long as SummerSoft doesn't have the lead, we could just touch on. Uh, SummerSoft stuff as well. Are you around SummerSoft? Yes, I was clicking the wrong unmute button. <laughs> I've been there. Suddenly my profile just keeps popping up. I'm like, I don't know why. <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, the time permitting was just, it was more on you guys. I'm actually at home today. I didn't, okay. I had a, I had a meeting to a thing this morning, so I just came home after. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I came across this issue. I think it was the beginning of last week, and I kind of didn't want to look at it. Mm -hmm. um, and then over the weekend, I saw um, Dan had actually fielded a question similar to this. And basically, um, I don't know that anyone expected us to have what a hundred and fifty-nine <laughs> libraries. I think at the point at this point, can't even back me up on that. How many do we have right now? Do you know? 157. Oh, I was a little high. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so the last I looked at it, just the the libs folder itself, I think it's about 1.6 megabytes. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously there's there's this issue on on the repo, and then um, over the weekend, Dan kind of said like maybe we would go more to a splitting the bundles up into categories so display right. those sorts of things um and, and i think after seeing it twice now it's probably i just thought it would probably be a good idea to have the conversation on exactly which direction do we kind of want to start going i didn't say that a user said that and i said oh, no the user did <laughs> no the user said i said in fact we're not doing that yeah so well i i, yeah. I was thinking about it and it actually wouldn't be that difficult um it just kind of depends i think on how what you use as as the definition so there's another issue in the in the bundle repo that talks about adding topics to each of the libraries right um so that they align up with how the docs are set up on read the docs for that driver's page right. for that main landing page for each of the drivers right and you could conceivably use the driver's page as the definition basically of all that mm -hmm. um you know, I could you could probably even add it into Adabot that as a new library is is released and added to the bundle, it reads its location in, in that grouping on the drivers page and then automatically adds the GitHub topic. I mean that stuff's all easy. It doesn't require a PR, it's all API side. So right. I, I think it's a viable option. I'll put it that way. Mm -hmm. Um and it and it allows for a lot of things to just kind of continue to be automatic as opposed to manually updating 
things as they go along. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, as, as choosing just the essentials as that was the, the first suggestion and the issue, I think it kind of gets subjective, mm-hmm. you know, what is essential, right. you know what I mean? So I just, I wanted to open the conversation. It wasn't that I'm driving the, you know, the direction. I just kind of, those are my thoughts and I'd like to hear everybody's so, thoughts. I feel like trying to maintain multiple bundles like as in like expanding the the maintenance beyond what we already have could end up being a pretty nasty rabbit hole um if 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 everybody agrees that there's a serious need for an essentials bundle again like you said it's very subjective as to what falls into that um i think we should really be relying on documentation and Mm -hmm. If we're teaching people how to use the bundle properly, then there's no need to refactor the bundle. Um, people download it. We specifically say you copy the libraries you need. The guide tells you the libraries you need. It shows you how to copy them. You know, you make your own lib folder. You put them in there. I mean, we've been we've been documenting it that way for a very long time, um, even before we you know got up to 157 libraries and totally blew out our memory. <laughs> um, but I, I don't think a refactor is the right solution. Mm-hmm. I think we would end up heading into a situation where some, you know, the next, next it's going to be, well, what about a bundle for this stuff? Or what about a bundle for that stuff? And like, why isn't the essentials bundle have this and so on and so forth. Um, I think a single essentials bundle would be a reasonable compromise if that's something that's desperately needed. Um, but I really feel like, the the answer here is is education and documentation and continuing to um teach you know our our community how to use the bundle as it grows mm-hmm. um and that's i mean that's where my head's at with it so so i i have something i want to add about this too which is i think grouping doesn't really help i think the main problem that people have they know which device they're trying to mm-hmm. interface to printed on the chip or something on, right. on the board. What they don't know is what the um, dependencies are. Mm-hmm. And right. so we don't have, since we don't have PIP, MicroPython has this uh, micro PIP thing, but I'm not sure what it actually does. Uh, I think it's really simple. But I, if, if we can, if someone were to say, like, I want to be able to, like, I need to use the BNO055 library, but mm-hmm. what are its prerequisites? Oh, it needs bus device, this, that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then to be able to say, download the library and its dependencies. Sort well, of that... the problem. Yes. And that's where and the documentation comes in. And that maybe there's some method me- mechanism for doing that through circuitpython.org. And then, so you just see what, what you need or you get what you need. Um, is it true that what's in requirements.txt minus Blinka is is or is correct? Um, not always, I guess. I mean, in theory, yes. I wouldn't, without actually going through it and verifying it, I wouldn't yeah. want to say let's rely on that. But um, yes, in theory, because it it that's what um, that and setup.py are what Pip is using. Right. Um, right. So I think if, if so, it's not right, then we could we could add 
things to requirements.txt. So, right. So, um, well, and that instead of, too, that instead of having, I mean, the only reason to have the bundle is just to be able to download everything. And that's still convenient. But to get away from that, to be, to say, have a, a libraries, a libraries page on the, on circuitpython.org where you, you click a particular library and you get a zip file or something mm -hmm. that contains that library and all its dependencies, or you just, you get multiple downloads or something, or click these four links and you'll get what you need. Then people can say, oh yeah, I have a character display and I have a BNO 055 and I have a temperature sensor and blah, blah, blah. And then they all get stuck into one directory and then you copy that whole thing over. Right. But I don't, I mean, that requires some, you, you know, we're going to have to write some stuff. Yeah. So does that sound, does that sound confusing, Cadney? Does that sound? It's not, it doesn't sound confusing. I just yeah. don't know how, I don't know, I don't know the logistics of it. It, it's not it's not confusing it makes sense it's kind but... of like doing pip but sort of on right. the website side rather than Summer, summersoft what do you try? that you have to run yeah i was gonna say it's essentially circuit pi pi yeah mm -hmm. it's just in time I... bundling is what it sounds like yeah but, but it and... doesn't well yeah I, get, I don't think you actually need just in time bundling though you we could just change the or add change or add the bundle that each driver releases with automatically to include its dependencies and then scrape that in theory if we want to add it to oh, then you could just down i see what you're saying so yeah the, the release for a particular library would contain right yeah but then you have but then you have the problem that you might include an older version right like exactly. if a dependency version changes then yeah and then right. do, you trigger, do you trigger a build on every library when a dependency all the reverse dependencies updates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, you know, GitHub's new, you know, oh. used by functions when they've basically they started their own dependency management system. I mean, right? It may, it may help. I don't know. It's not impossible. Like you can release new artifacts for the same release. Um, I, that's probably the way I would go. I think I think there's a similar question of like if you're if you're creating a game and you have a lot of different files that need to be all on the system at once, like how do you, how do you package that as well? Um, which is why I think that we have an issue that says like, we should be able to run code out of a zip file directly sort of thing. Um, so, you know, actually SummerSoft, I'll just talk to you about it offline okay. in terms of the logistics of how that will work. Otherwise this is going to turn into trees. Yes. <laughs> Many, many trees. Um, the only other thing I would say is that I think um, MicroPython just changed the MPY format and they deduplicated QStrings. So the files will probably actually get smaller um, whenever we pull the next version of MicroPython in. Um, but we, that, does, that doesn't mean... a small opinion here? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that I come to the community for is is to learn um and i i think a lot of the people that are building these projects are are also here to learn and it's it's nice and to have convenience for a lot of these things but i think sometimes too it's nice to be forced to learn how things work 
So, you know, maybe if we give them the list of all the parts, but still right. make them load, download the parts or whatever, you know, it's, it, right. it's okay to tell them what parts they need, but rather than just hand them the completed turkey, right. make them roast the turkey themselves. Yeah. And that's the approach that we take right now. It's like download the bundle and here's the things out of that bundle that you need to copy over. And, and, and I think that's, like I say, the, the, the better way to do it and that way they they understand how it works under the hood and that's i mean that's why you're building these little you know small board computers is so that you know how the the big expensive one on your desk works right. without having to break that one right just just one opinion yeah i think i think overall it's just it's not a huge priority it was just kind of like an idea where we can have a discussion so um Summersoft, I think the rosy stuff you're doing is way more important than the bundle, like this separate bundle stuff. <laughs> well, we'll see. Yeah, whatever you're interested in. <laughs> All right, uh, let's wrap it up. We're over an hour and 10 minutes, so let's uh, call it. Um, this has been the Adafruit uh, Circuit Python Weekly for June 3rd, uh, 2019. Uh, it happens every week on Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern on our Discord channel. Uh, to join our Discord channel, you go to the URL adafru.it slash Discord. Uh, we'll be in the text chat all week, so please, you know, when you listen to this, hop on there. We'd love to chat with you. Um, this meeting was recorded, so it'll be posted on our YouTube channel, which is uh, with the Adafruit YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Adafruit. It goes out to a bunch of different podcast services as well. And uh, the link to this meeting is always included in the Python for Microcontrollers Adafruit newsletter. Uh, There's a whole host of stuff that ends up in that newsletter every week. So if you're not subscribed, I highly recommend it. It's adafruitdaily.com. Check the box for Python on microcontrollers. Um, And that'll include a lot of good stuff. I think that's it. Uh, I I was unable to post the tree falling video during the meeting, so uh, I'll leave that as a teaser. So join our Discord if you want to see a video of a tree falling outside of my house. Um, and besides that, we'll see everybody next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.